You know what's interesting? People have this idea that you, that someone is someone is racist in an interaction where person A, they'll consider person A a racist if they're in a, they're, if they're in an interaction with person B who is not the same race as person A. It's 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 really it's really just interesting to me that people are completely comfortable and can very easily just call someone a racist just based off just based off how something looks but when it comes to actual you know if it if you were to take the same situation and make both people the same race it's completely different I want to talk today about the shooting of Hannah Williams. This is a situation that should never have happened. It never should have happened. Here was a here was a here was a girl still had her life ahead of her, only 17. She was driving uh well let, well let me just read the article and this article is by CNN so once again i'm not using a conservative a conservative news source this is CNN this is like the chief of you know left leaning material except maybe buzzfeed Police in Fullerton, California have released video of an officer fatally shooting a 17-year-old driver after a traffic incident earlier this month and say she was holding the replica of a handgun in a shooting stance toward the officer. Fullerton police on Friday shared the body camera footage in response to demands from the attorney representing the family of Hannah Williams. The footage is included in a 15-minute highly produced video that also includes in-studio narration by police officials, slowed-down footage of the shooting, radio transmissions, subtitles, and still images. No audio was recorded by the police officer's body camera in the moments leading up to the shooting. In the video, Fullerton Police Chief Bob Dunn says the police investigation into the July 5th shooting is continuing. Asked by CNN why the police department released the body camera footage in an edited video rather than just raw format, police spokesman Lieutenant John Radis, I think that's how you pronounce it, said that it is department practice in the case of body-worn cameras, or BWC. It is our practice to release briefings to explain the BWC videos and incident to provide context, not opinions as we explain, but context. Plus, there is editing that must occur in order to protect the identity of those in the video, such as the 17-year-old female, Raidus said. While family and media may identify her by name and picture, we do not, out of respect for her family, as well as requirements we adhere in the state of California regarding minors, 
he said. Dunn also said the body camera footage contains images that may be disturbing. When a police officer uses force to arrest a suspect or to fend off an attack, it can be graphic and difficult to watch, Dunn says. In addition, there may be strong language used by those in the video. Viewer discretion, discretion is advised, especially for young children and sensitive viewers. Police have not identified the officer who is on paid administrative leave, aka paid vacation, while an investigation continues. Hannah was on antidepressants and might have wanted to harm herself, her father told the 911 operator while seeming to fight back tears. He had called to report her missing, not knowing about the shooting, police said. He also told the operators he didn't believe she had any weapons with her. Hannah was driving an SUV in Anaheim at about 7 p.m. before she was killed. The officer was taking his canine police dog partner to a vet when he saw her vehicle speed by, police say. At some point, Hannah's SUV and the officer's police car made physical contact, the Orange County District Attorney's Office said. In the video, Radis, the public information officer, says the SUV made a U-turn and ended up facing the wrong way on the freeway. The officer got out of his vehicle and approached when he saw the teen standing outside of her vehicle and apparently pointing a gun at him. Radis says Williams confronted the officer in a shooting stance with both arms extended in front of her, pointing a gun directly at the officer. The officer then shot her. Hannah falls to the pavement and the officer orders her to roll, roll into her stomach. She begins to cry for help and repeatedly says she can't breathe. Where you hit, ma'am? Asked someone, apparently. The officer asked someone, apparently the officer who shot her. Hannah tells the officer she's been hit in the chest and cries, help me, please. The body camera video shows an apparent witness approaching the scene to help the officer before medics arrived. The man picks up what the officer believed was a gun and can heard, be heard in the video saying it's replica. The man sits with Hannah and tries to calm her saying, you're okay, over and over, and stay with me, you're fine. The officer applies a tourniquet to her leg, where blood and where blood and a tear in her pants were, are visible. A Beretta replica. In the video, police show a photo of the replica, replica they say Hannah was holding. It is nearly indistinguishable from an actual handgun, Radis says. The gun was later identified as a replica handgun designed to look like a real Beretta 92FS. The Orange County District Attorney's Office said, emergency workers transported Hannah to a hospital where she died. The article does continue. But I I find it very interesting. This officer was not criticized for his actions. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Here you have a situation... This, Hannah had a death wish. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Hannah Williams had a death wish. This woman comes out. She's speeding on the freeway. Hits the car. Hits a U-turn on the freeway. On the freeway. She does a U-turn. And points a gun at the officer. I mean, you might as well be wearing a shirt that says, please shoot me. I'm begging you to shoot me. 
she had a death wish. And this replica, this replica, you know how, you know how BB guns are supposed to have the orange tip? Yeah. Uh, it, so in case you didn't know, it can be taken off. Um, Hannah's did not have the orange tip. And if you, if you've ever looked at one of these things, they look very, very real. They look very, very real. But they're not real. Okay. So this officer, he sees a gun being pointed at him. And it looks real. The orange tip is what pretty much, the orange tip is what tells you that it's a replica. When you take it off, it can very easily be, it can easily be seen as, oh, this is a real gun. If you take off the orange tip. And that's what she did. So he reacted perfectly and he shot her. She went down and then she was saying, you know, help me, help me. You know, I can't breathe and all that. But I, I ask you this. Hannah Williams was a white girl. What if she was a black girl? How would, how would social media react? How would social media react? Black, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Hashtag police brutality. They'd be calling for this officer to be fired. Oh, but no. You hear, you hear crickets. There's no complaining. There's nothing. There's absolutely, there's absolutely nothing. This is, this isn't, this is a situation where the officer did exactly what he was supposed to, and it led to the death of a girl. A minor, a minor. Let's, let's add that, cause I, cause as I said earlier, she was 17. So, I ask, I ask you this. I, I ask you this question. If Hannah Williams was black, would the, would this guy, would this officer be considered racist? Would he? I'm just, I'm just, I'm curious and I'd like to know because you have, you have the situation where person A is white and person B is white. Person B points a hits the car of person A does a u-turn on the free, freeway and points a gun at person A person A reacts and at what appears to be a real gun and shoots person B in self-defense if I told you that you'd be like hey you know it makes sense that's totally fair but if I had raised the equation, it completely it completely changes your perspective. You know, people are saying, "Oh, you know, this guy did her job." But I guarantee you, if this girl was black, I guarantee you, if this girl was black, 
you you you'd have you'd have people calling for this for this officer to be fired and to go to trial and to be put in prison. I can't stand the double standard. I can't stand the hypocrisy. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Just because someone is of a, just because you have two people of a different race and one person reacts a certain way that you don't like does not make them racist. Stop being so quick to label people racist. Don't do that. You know, it's just, it's just, it's so, it's so unhealthy and it helps no one. And here's one of, here's one of the things about racism. You can't, when you see, when you see an action take place like this, you can't, you, how can you, how can you determine that something is racist? Because is it, it, it clearly is based off the situation. It's clearly just based off the situation and the demographics of those involved. I go back to my Chris Cucker example. He was white. Wesley Michael was black. What if Wesley Michael was white? And he did, and, and Chris did the exact same thing. What would happen there? Would people would people be calling him racist? Would people be calling him a bigot? Um, what 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 would the reaction be? Stop trying to look like the victim. I this is a message from one black person to. Pretty much just anyone out there. First, I'll direct this to blacks. Stop trying to be the victim. Stop stop using the victim card. Don't do that. It doesn't it doesn't help you. It doesn't help us as a as a community. We have, to take, we have to take responsibility for our actions. Some things we do, they're great. Some things we do, they're okay. Some things we do, they're bad. We need to take responsibility for our actions. Don't, don't, just, don't just be so quick to label people a certain way. I know exactly where this happened. I used to go to church in Hawaiian Gardens. This this happened right off the 91 freeway. I know exactly where this is. I drove my family and I drove past this past this place. It's a it's a scrap metal uh it's a scrap metal place where you just take your you just take your scrap metal in to this facility. I know exactly where this place is. I see I see this every day. 
I, I'm very familiar with this place. If you see, if you see this video, Hannah is outside of her car, pointing a gun at the officer. This is a death wish. This is this is her wanting to die. She wanted to die. She wasn't trying to kill him. Because if she was trying to kill him, there'd be a real gun. This is this it's absolute it's absolutely ridiculous. So the next time you feel you feel the need to say, you know, black lives matter. The next time, you know, a black person is killed by police. Look at the situation. Take out race. Eliminate race. Look at the situation. Just label, just label the cop person A, label the perpetrator person B, and go through the situation. I'm tired of the different standards that we have based off the race that is involved in a certain situation. The Washington Post recently released on July 8th uh, data from 2018 and fatal police shootings. Did you know that there were more whites shot by officers than blacks? Did you know that? And some people will say, oh, it's because there's just more white people. No. 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 It's not. It's not. White people make up about 76.5% of the population. Blacks make up 13.4%. That is is an enormous discrepancy. And I want to say the difference was only like about 20 or 30 deaths. So I, I, I don't I don't want to hear about racist cops. Are there are okay Are there some racist cops? Sure, but any anyone any occupation has racists in there. You can have a racist plumber. You can have a racist producer. You can have a racist mechanic. You can have a racist, you know bus driver it, the occupation does not matter are there some crazy people out there absolutely you better believe it but stop just but stop just pointing to racism when when it comes to police shootings these men and women are brave i don't really call people brave or courageous to me you are brave or courageous if you go out there if you live a life where you can get killed, you willingly go out there to sacrifice, to put your life on the line to protect the well-being of the public. Soldiers, they're courageous. Police officers, they're courageous. Firefighters, they're courageous. Medics, or any, you know, first responders, they're courageous. These people, their lives are on the line. They go out there every single day, and it very well could be their last day. 
you out there, you just have a desk job. You go in there, you wake up, you do your morning routine, you, you know, you drive to work, you go into your office, and you're there for eight hours. You work like two hours. And then you leave and you go home to repeat the next day. No one, no one, no one was trying to kill you. You don't, you didn't have to respond to a domestic dispute. You didn't have to go put out a fire. You didn't have to go rescue a child in a burning building. You didn't have bullets flying at you. These men and women are courageous. I had a, I had a very leftist teacher, professor in my, my, freshman year of college and he said these are his words I call all cops pigs he said they're all pigs it was an outlandish claim it was it was one of the worst generalizations one of the worst generalizations I have ever heard in life It was absolutely disgusting. These men and women do things that it's not easy to do. They don't get paid that much either. They leave they leave their they leave the safety and sanctity of their home. They look back at their family. They see their wives, they see their husbands, they see their children, they see their pets. And they don't know if they're ever going to see them again. They can't be sure. Because the situation they live in, the situation they have, the job they chose to take was a dangerous job. Could I, do, could I be a police officer? Absolutely not. Could I be a soldier? Definitely not. Could I be a firefighter? You'd have to make, you'd have to make me do it against my will. But stop. Don't call these people racist. I'm telling you, just try being objective for once in your life. Just try being objective. It may be hard, but it's a good exercise. You know, just start with a small situation and, it, you know, and kind of grow. And then when you look at a situation, even if it's a loved one, you'll be able to be objective. Person A, this was the situation. Here's where it took place. Person A did this. Person B did this. Don't look at don't look at race. Do not look at race. Don't look at it. Because it'll because it clouds your judgment. When you when you analyze these situations. It doesn't it doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help them. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. It helps no one. It's counterproductive. It makes us more divided. It's just, it's just so, it angers me. How the, how, you know, cops are seen and, you know, on social media. It 
the the job the job that they have is not an easy one. It's not easy. They don't know. There is there is no typical day for a patrol officer or a firefighter or a soldier. Stop portraying them in these bad lights. Are there some are there some bad ones out there? Yes, there are. I I I'll I'll concede that. But don't generalize and don't just call these people racist just because it involves a situation with someone who is a, who is of a certain race. I don't want to hear it. The argument holds no water. Just be objective. I'm telling you, you'll see things in such a clearer way. My next topic is very interesting. I mean, this is this is really something. I haven't even I'd never heard of this. But this, I mean, I don't even know where to begin here. This was published July 10th, 2019 by Natasha Ishak. 15-year-old decapitates classmate for taking for talking to his girlfriend and gets a double life sentence. Jesus. The 15-year-old murderer left 70, 76 wounds on the 16-year-old's body, including decapitation and removal of his hands. This sets the bar at a very, very different place in terms of jealousy. I am not the jealous type. I'm not the jealous type. If I see someone, you know, I, you know, if I, if I'm with someone, you know, when I, when I had a girlfriend, when I had, whenever I was in a relationship, I was never concerned about them talking to other guys. There's two genders in this world, guys and girls, male and female. I'm not just going to say, oh, you can only talk, you can only talk to women. No, there's gonna, there are other guys in your life besides myself and your dad and your brother. There, there are, there are going to be other, you know, people involved. But this right here, if you think you're the jealous type, you, 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 you might not be. I mean, this, this person, this individual, and I guess this happened in 2016. But Matthew Borges, Matthew Borges was given two life sentences for the murder of Lee Manuel Valor Paulino. This is just, this is, I don't, I don't even know how to wrap my head around this. You would think it's like, look, like, let's just think about this. Let's just be, let's just, here's, here's an exercise. Let's be objective here. This person A is dating person B. 
person A sees person C talking to person B and gets jealous. Person A decides to get revenge and decapitate person C and remove their hands as well. This is just for talking to person B. This this is just conversation. It's just conversation. There's no sex. There, it's, it's not an affair. There's no money exchanged. They're just person B and person C are just talking. They're just talking. But but person A, Matthew Matthew Borges, he I, I, I can't even process this. He decapitated. He decapit he decapitated a dude. Guy, you know, us guys out there, us guys out there, you know, we're com- you know, we're competing to get the girl that we want. And you know, naturally we're territorial, some more than others, but you know, it's it's still, you know, in us. And you know, girls, it's also in you too to be territorial of, of us guys. But this, I mean, Matthew said, Matthew said, you know, I'm going to completely get rid of, get rid of this competition. And he went out and he killed this man. And he didn't just kill him. You know, he didn't run him over with a car. He didn't hit him on the head and knock him on, you know, hit him onto the ground and then you know, an accident happened and he, and he, you know, died. He, you realize this is premeditated. If you, if you are going to decapitate someone and cut off their hand, this is premeditated. But he said, he's, Matthew said, oh no. He, you realize he probably just, he turned his head to the left. And just looked and saw his girl talking to this dude and said, oh, hell no. And he decapitated the guy. He, de- he, think of, mm, mm, think about this. He decapitated him. Here, okay, here, let me just slow down. Let me just read the article. In a case of teen love gone terribly wrong, 18-year-old Matthew Borges was found guilty of first-degree murder for beheading his classmate back in 2016. A judge ruled to give Borges two life sentences in prison for the grisly crime. Grizzly is not even a strong enough word. I don't know what word is even strong enough for this. In December 2016... Valoria Paulino's mutilated body was found on the banks of the Merrimack River by a dog walker. Man, that you, that's just terrible. You know, you're out there, you're out there, you're trying to walk your dog, you know, you just, you know, you're enjoying the sunshine, getting some exercise, you know, getting that blood circulating, you know, trying to lower that cholesterol, trying to lower that A1C. 
and you are walking with your dog and you turn your head to the right and you see a body missing a few pieces that that this is the body has no head nor hands medical examiners found 76 wounds on the slain teenager's body Examiners could not determine, however, if these wounds and the beheading happened before his death. As reported by WCVB, the teenager was found guilty of first-degree murder with deliberate premeditation with extreme atrocity and cruelty for the murder and subsequent beheading of 16-year-old Lee Manuel Valor Polina. According to the prosecution's argument, Borges had stabbed and decapitated his classmate in a jealous fit after the victim was seen hanging out with Borges' girlfriend. The prosecution added that Valora, Valoria Paulino, an aspiring poet, had been called out of his home by Borges while other teens robbed it before killing Valora Paulino himself. Borges was only 15 years old when he carried out the heinous plan to kill his classmate. It was consequently tried as an adult for the murder. Both teens were students at Lawrence High School in Massachusetts. The initial murder in 2016, murder trial in 2016 lasted 10 days while the jury deliberation lasted about 9 hours. Before the sentencing, the victim's mother, Katusica, Katuska, I don't know, Paulino, gave heartbreaking testimony about what the family had suffered after the abrupt death of her son. She described the family after their anguish as the living dead. Every day we struggle with the fact that his life was cut too short. Literally cut too short. His life was literally cut too short. Valoria Paulino's mother wept inside the courtroom. We drove ourselves crazy trying to make sense of what had been done. This is a disgrace. This 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 individual, Matthew Borges, he is disgusting. He is contemptible. He is outrageously, egregiously undesirable for society. I I, I can't even imagine being a family member. My my relative, my relative. But then again, here I, I was talking about being objective earlier. Let me be, let me just be objective here. Person A decapitated, killed and decapitated. Person B for talking and being in close proximity with. A girl. I. I can't even wrap my head around that. It's not. It's not like Matthew walked in on his girl having sex. With. You know. Valoria. That's not what happened here. He saw his girl talking to another guy. Talking. And he decapitated him. Can you. Can you just imagine. What would happen if he had walked in on them having sex? 
Could, could you imagine? If you decapitate for talk, for, for just conversation, if decapitation equals conversation, or let's flip that, conversation equals decapitation, what does sexual intercourse or sexual activity equal? I, 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 I don't even know. She also urged a life sentence to be ruled against Borges to prevent him from committing another grisly act such as this. We feel that this criminal deserves to spend his life incarcerated, so at the very least, it serves to keep him off the streets. He should never have the opportunity to kill again, to rob another person of their life like he did Lee Manuel, in such a horrible and sad way. The courtroom was filled with emotion. Courtroom was full of emotion as many of the lawyer Paulino's friends and family were present for the sentencing, donning black t-shirts with the victim's face. Borges' attorney argued for lighter sentencing due to his age. Defense attorney Edward Hayden said that his client was a child at the time of the murder, so he had the potential to be rehabilitated. He is not irredeemably depraved. There is hope for his redemption. He can change his life, Hayden argued adding that Borges should receive possibility of parole after 25 years. But the severity of Borges' crime simply overpowered any notion of rehab for the judge. Indeed, Judge Helene Kazanjian could not mask her disbelief over the, the savagery of the crime that was committed. Savagery is the word that's in the article. There is no sentence I can impose that will bring back Lee Paulino. Or that will answer the questions that we all have about this. That we all have about how this happened. And how a 15-year-old boy could kill a friend in this manner. She added that the sentence was appropriate. I don't want to make light of this. But do you remember in the movie Cars? Where Doc Hudson pretty much... Tells Lightning, McQueen, you know, tells the courtroom that he's going to put Lightning McQueen in prison and have the prison rot on, you know, have the prison rot on top of Lightning and then put him in a new prison and let that prison rot on top of him. That's pretty much what ha- that's pretty much what's happening here. This, I just. I people man I don't I don't even know what to say I don't know what to say And if 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 you want if you want to read this article in its entirety it's not too long it, the website is called allthatisinteresting.com or you can just type in Matthew Borges M A T H E W B O R G E S Jesus I just I I don't even I don't even know what to say. He killed this man. He killed this he un, understand this. He killed this man for being in close proximity to his girl. We don't even know if it was his girl. It could have been a girl he liked. Let me let me see. Let me scroll back up. What happened? Oh, was it? It did say it was his girlfriend. Whatever. 
But this is just reprehensible in all caps. Oh, Jesus. I, I, you know what? I'm just going to end the episode here. I'm just going to end the episode here. You know, usually I try to tell you guys to have a good day after this, but, you know, after this, I guess the lesson to take from this episode is, you know, just be objective. Have a good day. Or at least try to. I'll talk to you tomorrow.